It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Channel Bet Podcast for Saturday 11th of July 2020. I'm your host Sean Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. It feels weird saying July in the podcast. I know. I'm still not getting used to introducing a month that just shouldn't have football on. <laughs> welcome to like the Russian third division, that's that's all we're covering this. <laughs> this, this. Um, Gordo, have you already played golf today and Andy you're going to play golf? Yeah, I've played golf, I've played play golf. golf. You're oh, playing wait, we co- I'm playing with Andy as well. As oh. well, I took a I took a day off to 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 play two rounds of golf. It's been really good. Ate a ham and egg sandwich. Really can't get much better than that. I'll tell you what. Right. So the government announcement is that from Monday the thirteenth, under 18s football and youth football can resume mm-hmm. as normal. But tonight, so whilst this probably gets released, I will be partaking in an illegal game of seven asides. And as a thirty three year old, I should never have had to say that sentence. Exactly, an illegal game. <laughs> we've um, we've found a venue that's got the, the. To be honest, we've not done it right, but we guys have clearly kicked the locks in because <laughs> it's been pissing down. It's summer. We guys have been nothing to do. They just went a game of longies with our mates, so they've uh-huh. kicked in the gates, and there's nobody there to fix them because nobody knows they've been kicked in. So there's a bit you can go. I won't name the complex because then I'll be privy to even knowing that it was vandalism, but. It's got access, so the boys are like, do I give my fives or sevens? Aye. You know what? I, I need a game of fives or sevens. I don't care if I'm fucking wearing a snood the whole game. I'll play. Just pretend you're like like you're training and it's the middle of winter. That's it. It's an <laughs> altitude mask. It's like the total reverse of growing up. Like being a teenager, all we ever wanted to do was pretend to be 18 so you could go to a pub. Yeah. Now I'm going to need a fake ID that says I'm 17. So that's yeah, so you can illegally play. play. <laughs> I think that's... I think there's a, a couple of a couple of what was that? I can't remember who played for Blackburn. Uh, the boy who was uh, he, he was born on January first, and every year I swear he was thirty two. I can't remember who it was again. <laughs> Basically, just like gradually, like his age continually, he was always thirty two. There was a point um, where it was um, Mind Alvaro Recoba, and there was about nine other Uruguayans playing in the Serie A. Were all linked with like passport fraud. Like nobody really knew what age they were. Yeah. Nobody, and that was like the end of Recoba's career because folk were like. I think he's like 40. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I, showing up, he's like, uh, oh, actually, last, as, an, as a side note, an interesting side note, last night I had a bet on Huesca um, that came in for, from the midweek podcast, and their goal scorer was Shin, Shinji Okazaki, the guy who played um, Leicester up until last season. His last appearance was with Leicester under 23s, right? He's 34. How is he getting <laughs> with the under 23s? <laughs> So that would have been the, the famous uh, Okazaki versus Sandaza derby then? Yeah, it was. It was. It was no no other players involved, but I'm I'm very much enjoying that. Um, yeah, so we'll just go back on to last week's picks. Banker, Man United versus Bournemouth. My bet was over 0.5 goals in the first half. It was 3-1 at half time. It was easy. I didn't expect Bournemouth to be on the open to scoring, but easiest bet. The fact you were getting anything even near 1-3 to three was ridiculous for that. Mine lost. 
Um, Kaiser Slaughter versus Bayern 2 over one and a half goals. It finished 1 0. Shock 1 0 win to Kaiser Slaughter. Bayern still won the league um, because no one really wanted to win. It was in the <laughs> top four. It was a bizarre end to that season. Obviously, they can't get promoted um, because they're a reserve team, uh, but they do finish one point ahead of Wurzburger kickers uh, to, to claim the Dritta Liga title. So can they not can they not even go to Bundesliga two? No, you can't. You're not allowed in the top two tiers if you're. Oh, a reserve I didn't realise that. Was it? I just assumed the limit was you can't go. You can't be in the same. So but so I suppose then, how do you relegate? So yeah, my God, that's me. so basically for them, they needed um, like it was all on winning the title because there's no other prize for them really. Yeah. So oh, right. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised they lost that game. Um, but but it was enough in the end because, as I say, the other teams up and around them didn't didn't do the business either. Oh, that was a bizarre day of um, watching that because the, the amount of times you're like, like there's teams in ninth, you're like, hey, they could make a title shot here if everyone else loses. Where's um, yeah. yeah, it was it was Braunschweig lost four three to Meppen. Ingolstadt okay. suddenly looked like they were going to force themselves up into third. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. And then Zwickau as well. There was another team who were I think I think they were either in the relegation spot and then like catapulted up to fifteenth or something. It was bizarre. I was watching it on live it was watching it on live score and Jerry you can see the like as a goal scored, you see the league shift. It's bizarre with that league. Um I got Zwick- my bank Zwickau sixteenth. So seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty is the relegation places. So they finished sixteenth on goal difference, yeah. one place ahead of Knitzer. And they, they drew, um, Zwickau drew 1-0, I think, with Met. No, uh, let me get that right before I... Yeah, Chemnitzer won 4-2. Um, yeah. And Mannheim and Zwickau drew 0-0. So nothing happened in that game. But again, it was good enough. Um, yeah. I think Chemnitzer needed to win by four clear goals. That's a, Chemnitzer, very Scottish uh, at a World Cup performance there, right? we just we just need to win by nine clear goals and hope that Peru lose four um, and my, my, my banker uh, last week I got in as well I actually my note on it here is, is scribbled out John do you have the spreadsheet here on my on my banker um, I don't have any notes Wait. on it I just remember me saying that I fancied 2-0 and that was the score very early on and mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't going to yeah. last very long I think it was. I think it was actually Juve versus. Was it not Juve Torino? It was Juve. Sorry, yeah, Juve Torino. They won four one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were and we were saying that two 0 was going to be the correct score at four to one, and they won four one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that uh, my banker came in. Um, we we didn't get anything else out of our normal picks. So Wolves Arsenal, I had over one point five goals second half. Lacazette came on, scored late on, and then Willock in injury time, I think 95th minute, had a shot cleared off the line, which would have secured the bet. That was 13 to 10, didn't come in. Um, my outsider was horrendous. Stoke beat Barnsley 4 0 to Stoke. Are now on the, the cunt list. They're not getting used again. Um, I think Andy. <laughs> I had Benevento. Benevento, oh, yeah. Benevento yeah. was the one. They, they basically played an entirely different team. Yeah. The, um, the, and that was always. Uh, they were four to one. So, I'd, as I said on last week, so I was like, they're four to one, probably because they won't care too much about this game. But they're too good a team to to pass up a small bet at four to one. Um, so they could be by by Crotone after um, after subbing out basically the whole starting eleven. And my uh, my, my value 
was uh, Lazio versus AC Milan. You warned me about this, John. Told you. You warned me that they were that, that Lazio were missing some key players, and they uh, get, took an absolute doing. They lost three 0 to AC Milan. Um, it doesn't look that bad as result considered AC Milan absolutely scudded Juventus from being 2-0 down midweek as well so yeah Milan Milan really got goals in them at the moment like uh, that they're banging them in and then if there's a team you expect to see out a 2-0 lead yeah it's Juve in the world in the world it's Juventus yeah. mad um, the charity was two for three again, so I'd sell a Betis both teams to score. Betis equalised very late on to get my bet in at four to five. Andy, yours was a standout, I think. Uh, yeah, I took Hiroshima away at Kobe at odds of two to one. You could actually get slightly bigger than two to one just before kickoff. Uh, they won three nil quite comfortably, so pretty happy with that. It was big. It was big odds. I I had a look at uh, Andy's as well. Um, I phoned him on Monday morning after his uh, thing, and I was like, "How did you pick this?" Like looking <laughs> at the fort, like see, looking at Kobe's home form and stuff like that. But yeah, you had some, some very good reasoning, and it was me again, Mister uh, Charity Destroyer. Oh God, oh man! I know. Um, it was uh, I had kissing pass at home to see the spore. It was a nil nil draw. It was killed when the red card. When the red card, that, that was the game over. They went to ten men. Yeah. Um, but I so close, but yeah, you don't get don't get prizes for close. <laughs> we do not, and we'll try again with the banker. Um, so that that was last week's picks. Uh, probably not, probably one of our, our poorest weeks since we've returned. I think we've been certainly, oh, certainly the well. poorest weeks. Yeah, we roll on. Update on Scots abroad: Liam Henderson, Empoli beat Venezia two 0 away. He played the full ninety minutes. They're now one point off the playoff spots in Serie B, so he's going for back to back promotions. Um, our new favourite goalkeeper, Bobby Alan, played 77 minutes for Olympiacos in a 4-2 victory. So he came off at 4-1 when they brought on a sub-goalie who's just turned 16, who came on for the last mm-hmm. 13 minutes and conceded within 90 seconds of coming on. So um, it was safe enough. They've won the league anyway. They've got a cup final coming up. So Bobby Alan, who's half French, half Scottish, is eligible to play for Scotland. It's, uh, I've seen Daily Record write something up about it as well. So they've kind of clocked on to a few things that have obviously been going about social media now um, but yeah he'll be playing the rest of the season I'd imagine I think they're just saving him now for the cup final they'll let the 16 year old get a couple of games Rachel Corsi played 45 minutes yesterday as they lost 1-0 to Seattle Reign which is one of the former clubs don't know why she came off don't know if it's just because it's kind of a pre-season challenge cup tournament they're playing in and the start of the MLS again last night Lewis Morgan played 80 minutes for Inter Miami as they lost 2-1 to Orlando. Um, there'll be loads of Scottish players playing this weekend. Chris Cardens, Guy McKay-Stevens, Johnny Russell. Um, don't know if Claire Elmsley's back for Orlando Pride, but there's loads of people playing. Lee Henderson's still got four games to go in the season. So it is a busy schedule. On the Scots Abroad front, we've got loads of interviews coming up. Barry Smith of Dundee, manager and player. Daryl Smith played with Falkirk, Rangers, Swansea, Hull. Nick Ross won the Scottish Cup in Inverness. Jordan Holsgrove, Scotland under 21. Fraser Hornby, Scotland under 21 striker just now. Scott Robertson, former Dundee and Dundee United. And Bellator fighter Chris Duncan. So loads of interviews to come out over the next seven, eight weeks that have already been recorded and just ready to be brought out. But if you hear them, you like them, please share them with everyone, same as you do with the podcast. We appreciate any and all sharing and any and all kind of big ups on social media that you give us, we really appreciate it. Feedback's great, you know, it's, and, and that's, it's, it's been really good. Um, I've seen uh, you and James recorded the UFC 251. I see one of the boys who just joined the group fairly recently um, 
you know, giving you some good praise underneath that. Even even negative feedback, I'm happy. I'm content with as long as it's you know. Um, but I so that's 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 good. It'll just be cancer sufferers shouting at you, Gordon. <laughs> or because <laughs> just just the negative feedback because of my uh, my charity destroying you. <laughs> Going to this week's picks for Saturday, the 11th of July. First to mention, the main thing we'll mention is the Facebook group. The interaction's been outstanding during lockdown. Um, there are a few people who are always the ones interacting. That Everyone watches it, everyone chimes in, people like stuff. Get involved as well. Like, it's, I keep saying this, nobody's going to shout at people, nobody's going to moan at you. If you think you've spotted a bet that none of us have mentioned, put it in front of us because we're all looking for value. We're all looking for bets to add to our coupons. If you see something, don't be afraid to put it in. Nobody's going to shoot you down if it doesn't come in. Fucking hell, we do a weekly podcast where I think about 50% of our ones don't come in. Although that's normally the long odds ones or God of charity. There's loads to go through this weekend, so we'll just fire off. My banker is in La Liga, Valladolid versus Barcelona. Goal in the second half is 2-9 with William Hill. It's happened 7 out of 8 times since Barca's return. The game that it didn't happen in Barca were 3-0 up at half time. So more often than not, this is going to happen. Um, via the lead, are quite tight at the back, but they do tend to concede in the second half as well. I think they've done it four out of six. Um, but they've, they've, they've been very tight. They will keep it tight for 45 minutes, and I think Barcelona will have to prize them open. I do think they'll be a goal in the second half, and it took nine. That's where my banker's going. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm taking a similar odd shot at one to five. Kawasaki Frontale versus Kashiva Rezol. Mm-hmm. I'll take Kawasaki, who've been very impressive. Home or draw. <coughs> so, if you want to get them straight up on Bet365 right now, they're 7-10. to 10. Um, But for the banker odds, I'll throw in the safety net and the draw. Uh, reduce that to 1-5. to five. So, Kawasaki, really impressive last week. Smashed Tokyo 4-0 away from home. Tokyo are a good side. Uh, the week before, they also had a good win against Kashima Antlers. Another good side, regular top six finisher. They will almost certainly be challenging for the title come the end of the season. Um, in fact, they're currently 9-4 to four favourites to win the entire league. Um, Kashiba Rizal, they're one of the newly promoted teams. They've struggled since the restart. They've lost to 1-0 to Tokyo. Um, and then 3-1 to newly promoted Yokohama FC, who finished last year's J-League 2 in uh, a position below them in the, in the two slot. Uh, they were also one of my picks midweek for one winners, Yokohama, against Kashiba Rizal. So, the teams have played each other five times in the last three years. Uh, four wins for Kawasaki and their fifth game was a 2 0 draw. This should be pretty damn comfortable. I'm probably even just going to take them straight up as a home win, but for banker purposes, home win or draw. Like it a lot. Um, I am in uh, Sierra A. I am uh, my banker shout this week is Juventus versus Atalanta. And I'd originally go with going to go with over 2.5. I'm going to go with over 1.5 because it's 1 to 5. Right. Um, there's just, uh, these teams are banging in goals um, on both sides at the moment. AC Milan, you know, AC Milan, Juve, we watched earlier on the week. It was a 4-2 game. Juve Torino was 4-1. Genoa, Juve, Juve was 3-1. Juve Lecce was 4-0. Um, and Atalanta as well. Um, I've had some big scoring games. They won two 0 against Sampdoria. I, I mean, I don't see them not conceding in this game. 
I see that Juventus, I think Juventus will probably win at 2-1 or 3-1, um, but over 1.5, you're getting at 1-5. Now, interestingly enough, doing research for this, um, I was having a look at the Udinese versus Atalanta game, which was the first game back. Uh, and the the Udinese goal scorer is, uh, has the most generic Italian name ever. Like, see if you see if you ask a child to come up with an, uh, an Italian name, Kevin Lasagna is the guy who plays up front for them. Like, if you if you just to come up with a a name for uh, give me an Italian name, uh, Kevin Lasagna. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, you, you really need to solve. <laughs> Not Gianluca, not Giuseppe, no. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Lasagna. Marco, Betty, Connie, whatever you want, one. It's easy. There was, but, always, uh, there was always that thing. Oh. It was like um, when you built up to like a World Cup, if you're watching the World Cup game, it was like make yourself instantly hungry by just putting chicken before any Italian summon. <laughs> See, and that's funny, and you can do that joke, and it's not racist. For probably a, not. It China. probably is, and that's probably borderline. <laughs> You just see John getting dragged off the screen. <laughs> is that a mafia joke, God? Oh, hell, man. I know. I'm in a bed as well. I'm talking about the, big horses, eh? Talking about the names, though. Um, Nuremberg, uh, what, two nights ago, both their, scored, both their goals were scored by Fabian Nuremberger. Uh, yeah. Very fitting and excellent. My friend Ross texted me to inform me of this and was like, the most apt na- player name in history, unless there's been a guy called Davy Queen of the South that he just hasn't heard of. <laughs> well, having said that, that leads us perfectly on to my value pick, which is that German playoff second leg, Ingolstadt versus ah. Nuremberg, which Nuremberg won 2 0. Um, Both goals scored by Nuremberger. Nuremberger. I'm going for Nuremberg. Their away team have got a 2-0 lead. They're 11-8 to to win. They're the better team. um, Just had a poor season um, where they've landed themselves now in these playoff positions. Um, Ingolstadt, since the return, have only won one of their five home games. Um, Lost two, drawn two, won one. The game they won was to someone way below them in the league. So, for me, Nuremberg just being the better side, well... I think tear them apart, actually. Just sticking with the fact that German football outside of Bayern Munich is still overwhelmingly got an away record. Like, it's ridiculous how high the away percentage is. It's like, in, I think it's the high 60s still after, like, 10 rounds of fixtures. So, Ingolstadt to lose, Nuremberg to win away. 2-0 lead they've already got from the first leg. But I just think Ingolstadt aren't prepared to come out and attack someone without getting caught out of the back. Similar to what I thought <clears throat> with Mada Borisov, it just didn't happen. But this time, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Nuremberg are a better side than them. They will. They are, but they, they don't need to. Yeah, I think that can it ease people, though, in a game like this? Do you think so? I'm just always wary of betting on things that teams don't need to do. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. But, I, I think I think you're looking at a scenario where it's 0-0 at half-time. 0-0 at half-time, right. and, and then start just have to go mental for it. And even if you're not okay. trying to win or don't have to win, you're still going to catch teams on the counter-attack. Yeah, and at eleven to eight, I really like the value. It was just something that stood yeah, out. Yeah, that's a big value, like price wise, considering your bankers are generally one of twelve. <laughs> that's that's how many charity bits you hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, my value bet. I'm back in Japan. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing from here on in is going to be in Japan, um, mainly for the reason that that season isn't anywhere close to being completed. It's only three games in. Uh, I find it a lot easier uh, to make solid solid predictions when teams have 
you know, general run of the mill season rather than a lot of pressure to win or no pressure because things are already finished. Um, so it's Uruwa Red Devils versus Nakashima Antlers, and I'm going to take the Red Devils, so Uruwa to win at odds of thirteen to eight. So it's quite quite tasty, and it's mainly because the Antlers have been so poor. Um, especially since the return to league action. They lost 2-1 away to Kawasaki. And then last week, really poor 2-0 home loss to Sapporo. So after three matches, they're sat on zero points. They've got the worst goal difference in the league, scoring one, conceding seven. Um, Urawa won away last week against Vigalta Sendai. They drew the previous week against last year's champions, the Yokohama F Marinos. So they're solid. Uh, certainly, I don't look at them and see any problems with it. I'm looking at Kashima just now and going, oh dear, they, this is not good. Uh, so seven points from their three matches against the team that have zero from, from their three and are, and are leaking goals. I think 13-8 to eight represents quite a lot of value. And it's purely because Kashima Antlers are a team that are generally up the top end of the table and have been for the past few seasons. Um, that's why you're getting such a big price in the home side here. I mean, Kashima Antlers absolutely could get a draw, could win the game, but 13-8, to eight, yeah, I see doing that. Definitely, and... Yeah. Um, yeah. The other value pick would have been Kawasaki Frontail to beat Kashima Rezal, but I've already picked them as my banker. But just the straight up win there is seven to ten, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's a lovely bet as well. Okay, nice. Uh, I am in back in England um, for Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Interestingly, how many times have um, Sheffield United playing che- played Chelsea at home? How many times have Chelsea played Sheffield United at home since I was born? At Sheffield United's home, or at Chelsea's home, uh, at Sheffield United's home, twice. Once, 2006. The last game before that was like 1993. <laughs> That's a really bizarre fact. I was having a look at our flash score. Anyway, back to this back to this uh, season, and we've got Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Sheffield United were very, very good the other night, taking a 1-0 win at Wolves, a very tough Wolves, uh, Wolves team to beat. Chelsea have been also very good, but conceding lots of goals. So their last two games have been 3-2. They won 3-0. They uh, lost 3-2. They beat Man City 2-1. Um, Sheffield United haven't failed to score um, since they played Aston Villa in the first game back in 0-0. And we when, they did, when they did score. <laughs> when they did score, and it was wrongly chopped off. So both teams to score in this game is even money, and I think that's good value, considering that Chelsea are leaking goals. Sheffield United haven't failed. It's a bit like uh, a picked... I think it was Paderborn versus uh, Bayern Leverkusen a couple of weeks ago. Paderborn yeah. were getting relegated, but they score every week. So yeah. I'm going to take this at both teams to score even money. <clears throat> I think this is the the bet of the week. I think this is a. I think that's just a set man. Chelsea are so weak at the back, but they are fucking so good going forward. Pulisic is unbelievable. Like he's so so good. Seeing the, the that 2006 game, can you give me any of the goal scorers? Did they Drogba? No. Actually, that's what I was hoping that someone would say that. Michael Ballack. Yes. <laughs> Michael Ballack and there Frank Lampard. <laughs> so that was the two. Current manager. There we go. That was easy. Hi. My outsider is in the Portuguese Primera Liga. It's Belenenses versus Moriense. Belenenses have won one in six since returning. They've drawn two games against teams that are lower than Moriense. Moriense have won two and drawn one in the three away games since returning. They have won two of those games to teams better with a better home record than Belenenses. So I'm basing it on teams around them, teams have played against, and just on the fact that um, Belenenses aren't scoring more than a goal a game when they do score, and Moriense tend not to concede. 
So I think they'll have enough to shut out and I think they'll get their customary one goal and they'll have their third 1-0 away win since returning from the break. And that's at 19-10. to 10. I don't know why they're the outsider. Like, it just feels like this is a finger in the air for the away team, but they are they're the favourites for me. They should be the favourites, but they're not. They're 19-10 outsiders. Cool. I've got similar, um, but once again in Japan. So Yokohama FC versus Vigalta <laughs> Sendai. Um, I'm going for an away win. So a win for solid mid-table performers, Vigaltas and I. Um, they were comfortably mid-table last year again, 11th of 18. Yokohama FC are one of the newly promoted teams after having finished last year's J2 League in second place. They got a good win um, last, um, last week, 3-1. Uh, but again, that was against a team that also came up with them. So limited spectators, no home advantage. Sendai aren't great, but they shouldn't be 2-1 to be a newly promoted team ever. Yeah. Um, so for, for, for that reason, uh, I'll take Vigalta Sendai away at Yokohama AFC. I think they're currently 15 to eight on bet three, six, five, but you could, you'll be able to get two to one from somewhere else. It's not bothered. The other good thing about you picking Japanese picks is me and John can't chime in with other or not. They, aye, aye, that's, that's smashing you. <laughs> Fire away. I am. I'm, 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 I'm warm. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you an extra outsider. Go for and it. I'm going back to that Kawasaki Frontale versus Kashiba Rezal game. <laughs> Kawasaki minus one is seven to four. See if, see if you, I'd love to see you do that one week is take your banker charity and outsider just to be like plus one, I could have done, done it. No, no, no. I could have done it for all this game. So the banker is home or draw. The value is home. And the outsider is home minus one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I your really, charity, you're taking the really away. I really fancy Kawasaki to win that game if you, if you haven't got it. But for the podcast, it's Figuelta Sandai at odds of 2-1. to one. Cool beans. Uh, I am in the Italian Sierra B. It is Friday night. It will be our first game that's played, and it's Pordenone versus Pisa. These are the two teams who are on form in the, the, sec- the, the Italian second division. Pisa's last few games have been win, 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 draw, win. Um, Pordenone's last few games have been win, win, loss, draw, win. So they're the two teams who are doing quite well in this league. If you look at the overall form table, Pisa are first on 13 points, Pordenone are third over the last five games and ten uh, on 10 points. And I fancy this game to be a draw and it's purely because I think both of these teams have got too much to play for. And I f- actually, I f- earlier on this week, before I did my midweek picks, this is what I actually phoned Andy about. <laughs> I was like, what do you think of this? Um, both teams have got a lot to play for. So um, Pordenone, when you look at the overall table, are in third position, three points behind Crotone, uh, or Crotone, sorry. Um, they need points to continue this chase on. They've got enough games to catch them, but they need points to do so. Pisa are in ninth, just outside the playoff places, on goal difference. So that's the only reason they're, they're, they're out with that. They're tied on points with Shivio. I think if they got, um, I think if a one each draw would be decent for both teams. Uh, and I think at nine to four, that's, that's quite a big price. The, the bookies really fancy uh, Pordenone at home here, but they're playing their home matches at a different stadium. So it's not even as if they've got any semblance of home advantage. So it's not, it's, you know, and the away team are not, they're the form team in this league. So I, I think this will get a draw. And I think at nine to four, that's what I'm going to go with. I do like a draw bet in that league. That, that league has been terrible. We've been watching that way, Liam Henderson. It's yeah. such a fucking negative league. It's, it's actually depressing to actually have to even acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those leagues as well where um, 
the relegation spots are 10 points away from the promotion spots. Yeah. So uh, Salaterna in uh, mm. seventh are on 47 points. Cremency in the relegation zone are in 35 or 37. So, yeah, 10 points between. Depressing league, depressing draw. Take it and run. So that that, that was the picks then. We've got the charity bet. So £10 their own money. Treble. We'll go me, Gordo, then Andy, because Andy, I want to talk a wee bit more about the game that you've picked. Um, my charity pick is in line with Gordo's banker. It's Juventus versus Atalanta. I'm going both teams to score, no draw. So both teams to score and any team win the game. You're getting seven to five for that. Nine of Atlanta's last 12 wins. So they've won 12 in a row. That goes back to pre-lockdown and then since we've come out. Nine of their wins up until they come out of lockdown were wins with both teams to score, which I hadn't caught on to because I wish I had because the odds would have been fucking tremendous on that. They've kept three clean sheets after. Um, one of them was against Napoli, but Napoli have been rotten recently. They've just picked up form in the last two or three games. Um, Juventus, both teams to score has happened in the last three games without either team drawing either. I think this is two teams that are going to be attacking. I don't think either of them can currently rely on the defence. I think the squads are just shattered. I don't think they really seen what was going to happen when they were playing every three or four days. It's one of the leagues that has kind of broken and the goals have just flown all the time. I can't see this being anything less than a really high scoring game. I, I think even like you're looking at 3-1 to one of the teams. I can't even say confidently I fancy Juve to win this after what I've seen in nine yeah. minutes against AC Milan. They were absolutely awful. They were rank after they scored. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. I could, couldn't believe how much of a turnaround. Like, as Andy said, like you give me any person who's seen Juve throwing away a two-goal yeah. lead and I'll show you a mental case. Yeah, so Juventus Atalanta, both teams to score, no draw, 7-5. to five. Yes, so Lazio versus Susulo. So Lazio last week for me were absolutely rank, but I am uh, going doubling down on them this week and taking a charity bet at 6-11, to 11, as I have personally cost, uh, as Andy has pointed out, <laughs> the charity multiple weeks in a row now. Um, so Lazio are at home to Susulo. Lazio are... When you look at the overall home, we talked about this before. When you gave the same evidence for their game against AC Milan. However, they've got their players back. Yeah, Mobley and Casado are back. They're both back. They've Casado's uh, netted in four of the last uh, three of the last four games. I think they're going to have too much for Susulo. If you look at Susulo's away form, they've been pretty good, and that's the reason why you're getting a bigger price on uh, Lazio at home. You know, they beat Bologna, they beat Fiorentina, they drew Inter. However, I think Lazio are going to have too much. They need to start winning games and they need to start winning games soon. Because if you look at the overall table, Atalanta are getting close to them, Inter getting close to them to keep up their kind of second place push. And even a push at UV at the moment, they need to win games. So 6-11 for them in the charity. I, I like that. I like that. I think Lazio will return to form. I think they'll beat Sassuolo. Well. I think they'll have too much for them. I think it'll be 3-1 or something. That's my, my guess. Seeing as it's been so successful for me in the past, I'm sticking with it. Arsenal to beat Tottenham on Sunday at 4.30pm and away win is almost 2-1 to 7-4 on bet 3.65 right now they were unlucky to draw with Leicester midweek really unlucky uh, they should have had that game dead and buried well before Nketiah got stupidly sent off <coughs> Tottenham have been rotten Mourinho's lost the dressing room if he even ever had it to begin with yeah I, it's a spot where I think the odds on Arsenal here are too big now, if it loses and you say to them, no, you fucking <laughs> fine, right? But they only need to win this game 38% of the time. 
for this bet to be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's I think it's too big a price. If you want a different charity bet, Kawasaki Frontel versus Kashima Razor. <laughs> <laughs> Kawasaki to be leading at half time and to win the game is 13 to 8. So there you go, I could have done the whole podcast from that one game. But but Tottenham v Arsenal, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Arsenal away from home. They should have buried like Yeah. For me it depends on um depends on tonight. Tottenham are playing Bournemouth tonight. Um I don't know who they'll play, who they'll rest. Tottenham need to win games, so Tottenham can't really afford to rest people. So they've got um, less recovery time for the Arsenal game. Arsenal have some time to actually work on the training ground get people recovered, which is fucking really important for the team. Um, there was something interesting about that Leicester game. Did you see, uh, um, my mate Isaacs was texting me, so that's, Isaacs is a mate I go to the Arsenal games with. Ah. In England this season, there's only been two occasions where the referees went and looked at a monitor. And that was the second one, yeah. Yeah, the first one was Aubameyang's red card against Norwich as well. So the referees no, only I, went through no, no, no. tackles. But yeah, and then the guy went through seven tackles on Arsenal players that all pundits had said were red cards and none of them got reviewed by VAR. No. Kenny McLean, I, Kenny McLean caught Ginduzi on his knee with studs up and it was like, the, I remember watching the game going, hey, that's a VAR check, that's a red card. It's like, there's no doubt. And it was just like, no, no, that's a done, it's been checked. And then I mean, man get sent off the following week. When that was running in real time, I, I'm sure I was texting you, and in real time, I didn't think that was a sending off. I, wa- now, I thought it was, man. I worried right away. I thought he'd caught him high. I, I didn't think he really made that much contact at all, which which he didn't. But I understand it's a dangerous challenge, and on review, especially slowed down, it looks even worse than it was. But did you see uh, Vardy's boot to Mustafi's face? Yes. Ah, yeah, it's a red card as well. Slowed down? That looks worse. Yeah, it's a red card. That, that, I mean, that's one of the examples he used. That's definitely a red card. The Vardy one's a red card. He swings his left leg nice and high. He's looking over his shoulder. You know, it's one of those ones, you're maybe not trying to kick him exactly there, but you're putting your leg out so it hits him. Yeah. I mean, Masvidal could take out Usman this weekend with that exact move. Yeah. He's going with like a a spinning back heel. Like that is, is, yeah, it should have been a red. And I'm sure everyone that uh, that's part of the Facebook group saw all the bets that I had on that game, and they all looked so good after 50 minutes. Until that, I... like the only way I could lose was if Arsenal lost the second half two nil, which they then went and fucking obliged and did. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping that they um, they make amends for me here. Uh, Tottenham Arsenal is always a good game. It's a good game to watch. Yes. Uh, it's Sunday. It's the it's the main attraction in Sky Sports on Sunday. Is it's Super Sunday? So um, this is one of my reason I wanted to do this last was there's a request a bit on um, if you do it, do it on Bet three six five you can build it yourself and it'll give you better odds than Sky Bet. Well, that's what I've been noticing. By the way, I used to tweet Sky Bet and get it on Sky Bet because Sky Bet was the one I was using. I've switched to using three six five three six five now because I can do the bet oh, builder myself. A the odds are double. Oh. The odds are double all the time. So Five is a, a no mix, very well laid out, very professional bookmaker. Yeah. In my opinion, they are the they are the best bookmaker for betting on football worldwide in a, in any league based from the United Kingdom. And 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 that's just my opinion. Obviously, we are not affiliated to any bookies. We'll never try and get you to sign up to anywhere. But I can certainly give a recommendation, and that is. If you're doing predominantly football betting, you want to make sure your Bet365 account yeah. is always the one that's got cash in it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, on that note, Arsenal Tottenham, 
providing they all start, because obviously Tottenham are playing tonight, but the way it's going to go is take Kane to score at 13 to 10, because he always, doesn't matter how shite he's playing, he always, 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 always scores against Arsenal. This guy has been out twice for three months and been brought into an Arsenal Tottenham game in the blue and scored. He just always scores against Arsenal. He also takes the penalties. And with people like Mustafi, David Luiz, Kalasinak, Chaka, you've always got a chance of Spurs getting a penalty as well. So came to score. Ori to get carded because he'll be marking Aubameyang, who's Arsenal's top scorer, Arsenal's key player. Um, Ori does tend to dive in. And on the flip side of that, you've got Lucas Moura, who will be against Kalasinak at left centre-back. So Tierney will be the left wing-back. But... If Kolasinac gets isolated at any point, the guy doesn't know how to tackle, and the guy's a hothead, um, and he, he's been less in every Arsenal Tottenham game, been flying into tackles. So it's just came to score Aurier and Kolasinac to be carded. It's fifty to one on Bet Three Six Five. So nice. I, I really like that. You've got one goal, two cards. It's not a lot to be asking for. So if they all start, that's the bet I'd be going for. Obviously, I hope by the time Kane scores, Arsenal are already three 0 up, and I don't need to worry about it. But he just. It's annoying. He just always scores against Arsenal, so I can't not have him be the one that I would recommend others to pick. The same way I did Vardy midweek. Yeah, yeah. We uh, and I think uh, the charity bet's been put on on Bet Three Six Five, and Arsenal are indeed two goals to the good at any point. That's paid out. Yes, Hi, we're good to go. <laughs> I am. Um, I have the, the, for that same game. I, I was briefly going to talk about it for a different reason. In that, it's the Super Sunday game. It's going to be hyped all weekend. It's going to be fucking nil nil. <laughs> Boring. Like, see, anytime Liverpool get to be the Sunday game, it's shite. Anytime, like, I, I set out like time to do it. Nil nil is a is it twelve to one? Seems unlikely. However, in the interest of me watching that game anyway, and if it's not nil nil, I'll enjoy it. I'm still going to put something on nil nil. God, here's the thing that I said right. Everyone's been creaming over Arteta since he came in and the uh-huh. fact that Arsenal's defensive record's increased. I said it on the midweek podcast. I said it. It's false. Arsenal are giving away shitloads of chances. Martinez had three one-on-one saved. Uh, Vardy on the turn had a left-foot shot that he hit into the ground and off Mustafi's back. Arsenal are getting lucky when you look at these clean sheets. It's all games they should have conceded in. If it hadn't... Mm-hmm. Look, look at the stats. The stats are still standing. Arsenal have faced the most shots in the Premier League this season. How is that happening to a top top half club? The most Arsenal have faced the most shots this season. More than Norwich, who are shite. <laughs> Arsenal have faced more shots. So I'm glad that no Arsenal fan TV is not on because I feel like I get it anyway from you guys when we do. <laughs> oh, it was. Did you not see the clip from midweek one from the no, Leicester game? No, I, I don't yeah. have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. I'll forward that on to you. I might Send post it on. in the Facebook group so that everyone can see it because it's just heartbreaking <laughs> the Arsenal win. But at the same time, I can understand why it's relatively amusing. Yes. So that's the podcast. Have a good weekend. Yep. Uh, Join the Facebook group, guys. Uh, There's loads of good stuff on that. Keep doing that. That's wonderful. We really appreciate all your support. Uh, The guys on Patreon, thank you very much. Um, A lot of work goes into this every week, so it's lovely to get something back. Magic. And we will catch you next week. You can get me at underscore Gordo Mick. You can get me at ASV Sports. Get me at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six or get us all at Tramplebet or on the Facebook group or at tramplebet.com on the website. Whatever you want, there's everything there. Um, have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports 
Social Podcast Network.